Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's right, Taylor, 500 help. Taylor Heating and Plumbing for all of your furnace, water heater, uh, air conditioner issues. Taylor, 500 help. You know what? They even fix those drafts in your house. They do insulation, Tom. Did you know that? I mean, they, they did us up a nice air conditioner this past summer, right? But Tom is shaking his head. <laughs> I don't think my, my, my mic is live. I think your mic is live. Oh, yeah, I think it is. Uh, tailor-made service is customized to fit all your needs. Air conditioning is what we needed last summer, and they came in, and they did that in, what, a day? And it was fabulous because we really needed heating, plumbing, home energy, comprehensive maintenance plans, and financing. Don't stress all the important repairs or replacements because you think, man, I'm not going to be able to afford a new furnace. That is why Taylor Heating and Plumbing has financing plans that can help you out. Taylor, if you're looking for a job, they're hiring. Here are some of the current opportunities. HVAC techs, plumbers, project managers, office personnel. It's all with Taylor Heating and Plumbing. They've been doing this for a number of years. Taylor 500 help. Precision lawn and garden. They say it's going to be a snowy March. If you don't have, you know, a good enough snowblower or maybe it just uh, crapped the bed already, you want to get on up and talk to Kimberly and Justin at Precision Lawn and Garden. They've been servicing surrounding areas, professional sales service and parts since 1969. They know a thing or two about a thing or two at Precision Lawn and Garden. Snowblowers, chainsaws, lawnmowers, all of your favorite brands, Toro, Kawasaki Engines, Cub Cadet, Aaron's, Precision Lawn and Garden, North Avenue and Webster. And of course, Express Sealers, 645-2010, 645-2010. They do more than just seal driveways in the summer. They make sure in the winter that your business uh, parking lot and that your residential driveway is clear of snow. So if you have a, a snowplow driver that didn't show up, call Brian. He will. Express Sealer 645-2010, 645-2010. And please support our advertisers. They do support us here at Kimberly's Revolution and the We the People Podcast Network. Is this on? Hello? Is this on? This is on. I hear you. <laughs> We're live. Live from the We the People broadcast studio in cloudy 37 degree around Equate, New York. Woohoo! She's ready to adopt all the Persian cats out of Ukraine. That's true. Sign her up. Here she is. It's Kimberly Ray. So true. I want to adopt all of the Persian kitties the and the doggies. I'll take the doggies too. I have room for those. Um, but uh, in all seriousness, we have a, a great guest today that is about, um, you know, serious stuff. Um, and, you know, we look at some of these people sometimes and we think, God bless them, that there are people like our guests uh, out there in the world to make this world uh, a better place when there's, you know, so much, um, you know, sadness and, and, you know, alone people. And then there are people willing to take 
orphans into their homes. So we're going to kind of break down that story today. And uh, Jill Krenzer is in studio, and I want to introduce her in just a second. I'm Kimberly from Kimberly's Revolution. Uh, of course, we ask you to support our advertisers because we couldn't do the show without Taylor Heating and Plumbing and without Express Sealers and without, um, of course, Precision Lawn and Garden. We love Kimberly and Justin and Webster. So we hope that if you need something, uh, if you need your furnace looked at, that you'll call Taylor 500 Help, or if you need a snowblower, or a lawnmower, sooner or later, um, the lawn, you know, your grass is going to grow <laughs> in Rochester. Oh. Maybe May. I don't. <laughs> Especially mine. I don't know. Lori does nothing but fertilize the stuff. <laughs> so uh, I am Kimberly of Kimberly's Revolution. Of course, just Tom is sitting across from me, and uh, and Chad Hummel is not here today. This is usually the day when Chad is in with us. Chad is the broker attorney for Revere Realty, and he has his own. Uh, today, Chad is in court. Uh, his court date, I can't even believe it's gotten this far. I mean, I just, it's so ridiculous, but if you might remember, last spring, last year last spring, mm -hmm. he was arrested at his son's outdoor baseball game, and we're still, we're still doing this, guys. So hopefully it goes to court at, what, five? Something like that. Is yeah. he right up the street? Yeah, right at the town He's hall. He's right yeah. at the street. So we hope that this is the end of the end. I'm voting right? for I'm I'm predicting lethal injection. Are you? <laughs> Are you? Yes. Okay, that's great. He's just going to get rid of him. Yeah. Fantastic. The All hell. right. So Chad is not here today, but we of course stand with Chad as we yes, as we, we do. always do. And, and I know he was stressing this a little bit. He just wants it to be over. It's so ridiculous to think that you could get arrested for not wearing a mask at your son's outdoor baseball game. Standing 150 <laughs> feet away from and, anybody else. Yeah. And by the way, here we are today when I think the kids went back to school today. Right, yep. Jill? You have children. Yes, hallelujah. They went back and they didn't have, they could show their beautiful little kiddo faces. They didn't have to wear a mask today. Thank you. Oh, godless one, Kathy Hochul. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> The supreme all-being. Thank you. I guess that's what she wants to do is well, bow down. and It shouldn't have been that way in the first place. I wish that that was the only thing I was fighting for for my kids right now. Right? Yeah. I know. It, it's true. You know, of oh. course, it, it was never about the science, really. It was all about the politics and the taking away of your freedoms. So that is where we are. And of course, Austin, our producer is here. Austin is always giving the big thumbs up. There he is. Austin, how are you doing today? You good? I'm good. All right. Austin's good. Yeah. I sent him a bunch of pictures um, because Jill Krenzer uh, is in our studio and Jill is a, uh, a mom. You are a wife. Um, you live in Brockport. And a friend of mine reached out to me, I guess it was last week, and said, hey, Lori Ackroyd. How do you know Lori Ackroyd? Her granddaughter used to live across the street from me. Okay. Yeah. So just to give a little background, Lori Ackroyd, uh, going back to like 2008, 2007, was hired as um, the nanny for my daughter because I was going through a divorce and uh, I left the house to do morning radio at three in the morning. And so Lori applied for the position and, and I hired her to be my nanny. And she's still with us. She still house sits and stuff like that and, and oh, cat awesome. sits and dog sits. So Lori reached out to me and said, there's this lady and her name is Jill. And this whole Ukrainian thing is a nightmare for the family because 
They've adopted one child from Ukraine, and they're in the process of trying to adopt two more, and now they just don't know where they're at. I mean, they're just, everything's kind of up in the air. Do you want to talk to her? And I said, absolutely, I want to talk to her. So I called you, and you've been very busy. I mean, you've been, you know, doing a lot of talking, doing the circuit. Um, but this, but this is serious. I mean, so tell us a little bit about your family. And I know you're a member of Host Orphans Worldwide. That's the organization that you belong to, that you got involved with, so yes. that you could adopt these these kids from Ukraine that have never had a family, never had anyone to love them or take them to the park or you know what whatever. So, um, my family structure, mm -hmm. um, I'm married my second marriage. I have two biological children. Okay. And oh, there's your lovely family. There's my family. There's your family. So my kids are on each end. My bio kids, they're all my kids, but mm -hmm. uh, my bio kids are on each end. Um, and then my bonus kids are, uh, the big guy in the back, the towers over us all. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the girl second in from, the right. How many, at the picture. how many bathrooms are in your house? <laughs> um, we have two full baths oh, and two okay. half baths. Oh, yes, they need that. <laughs> All right, sounds they good. We that. actually well, could use a couple more. <laughs> yeah. Well, as realtors, we yes. can help you find that. Of perfect, course. perfect. <laughs> we can help you sell your house and help you find one. That, that was but, the point of my question. Oh, I see. I see. It's a, it's a beautiful family. Thank you. It's and then, a, and then Kyle is in the front, the taller of the two boys in the front. Um, he's our boy that we adopted from Ukraine. We brought him home last March. Okay. And, uh, the little guy who's, I have my hand on his chest is Vanya. And he was, is actually Kyle's best friend from the same orphanage. And Aww. we, um, kind of shared him with a family last summer, um, because a family in Greece, a friend of a friend hosted him last summer because okay. we got home with Kyle literally days before we had to decide whether we could host for summer. We I weren't see. sure how the settle in process would right, go. Right. Of course. So, um, there was a family in Greece who stepped up and said, we'll host him. And they shared him with us quite a bit. So oh, I love that. Yeah. We got the boys together a lot and, um, I watched Vanya here and there for them. And, um, then this winter he came and stayed with us during the winter hosting season for four weeks. Do so. we have the picture of, of Kyle up there? I don't know if you have the picture. There he is. So Kyle is actually adopted from the Ukraine. Yes. And he's here. So explain, I mean, you have anyone that has kids is like, oh my God, you know, the kids are driving me crazy. Um, but you had the kids and said, we'd not only like these kids, but we'd like, we'd like to adopt. We'd like to adopt to some more kids, right? What the it's hell? It's like, you know, it's, it is, and it is kind of like me with, with cats and dogs. I mean, you know, two or three is never enough. I want to adopt, you know, all of them. But this is a big family decision. I mean, it's it's a it's a financial decision. It's a uh, you know how is it going to affect the household decision? So, what in your life with you and your husband? What discussion? How did this come up that <laughs> that you said let's reach out and try to give a home to well, a, a child that doesn't have one? When they say once you have three, it doesn't matter. It really anymore. doesn't matter. Is after that, that true? Right? Financially, it does matter. <laughs> yeah, it certainly does. <laughs> It certainly does. And honestly, with a kid like Kyle, it does matter. Kyle is a fantastic kid. He has an amazing heart. Aww. He is jovial. Um, with the kid, with his background, especially once we learned all of it, it's amazing how happy he is. Yeah. Um, but he is very ADHD, mm -hmm. very scatterbrained. Um, 
He's just very hard to keep track of. He's he, a boy. So he's normal. He is a boy. He is a boy, yeah, but he's, he's boy. also, um, he's not malicious, but he's very destructive. He likes oh, okay. to try to figure out how things work and he thinks he's fixing things. Like he took a four wheeler down to the tires in the frame oh, because nice. he was fixing it. Nice. So, okay. yeah. So right. there's things like that. Um, yeah, but he's a great kid. Um, and as far as how we decided yeah, how, to, how did you get well, involved? One, how did you get involved with host orphans worldwide? And how did you make a decision that you were going to to start the process of adopting a, a child from Ukraine from an orphanage? Well, I always wanted a big family. Yeah. My husband never thought he'd have kids or get married. <laughs> and here we are. Oh, here you are. <laughs> <laughs> then he met me. <laughs> Hello, honey. <laughs> right? You already had two? That's not enough. Yeah. Um, so he, um, I always had adoption on my heart. Um, we had tried to have our own and ran into some issues. Mm -hmm. Then we took some foster care classes, um, decided foster care wasn't right for our family. Foster care is tough. Yes. Yes. Foster There's a lot of things about foster care people yeah. don't understand. Yeah. Um, when it came down to it, we finished the classes, we were ready to go and yeah. we just decided it wasn't best for us. Yeah. Um, and we... I thought our journey was over. Um, we had two failed adoptions of domestic infants, and I thought I thought our journey was over. He basically said, you know, if somebody drops off a kid on our front doorstep, then cool, <laughs> yeah. but we're not pursuing it. Yeah, because it's, it's gut-wrenching, isn't it? It is. I mean, you get it your is. hopes up and then... It is. So, yeah. and never ever did we think we would do anything with an older child. Even with foster care, we were looking for the little ones. Yeah. Uh, we thought the the smaller you get them, the less trauma they've had, which isn't always true. Right. Um, but anyways, so uh, summer of 2019, uh, June, a Facebook friend, I was just happened to be scrolling Facebook and saw that she was welcoming a boy at the airport. And so wow. I reached out to her and I said, what are you doing? Are you adopting? And she said, no, I'm just hosting. And I had never heard of such a thing. So, um, I watched her journey within a couple of weeks. She was only in it to host mm -hmm. and she decided to adopt. And so I proposed it to my husband and he said, all right, well, you know, we'll try it. Yeah. And I think I very think, hesitant. Right? I think he thought we would bring the kid here and figure it out while the kid was here or when he left. Right. And I already had my mind made up as soon as I saw Kyle's picture. <laughs> so they send you a picture of world, um, host orphans worldwide. So they have so a website and before hosting um, season, um, before, so the, the winter hosting, um, I'm sorry, this, this summer hosting had just come out the okay. list a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And you get a password and login information and then you can scroll the kids and read about them and see their faces and if you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Call and ask okay. questions and they'll tell you what they know about the kid and you can make a decision. Right. You know, and so... With, with our situation, I called them and said, listen, my husband, if we're going to do this, he wants a boy because we already have so many girls and he wants them to be as young as possible. And the yeah. youngest that comes through the program is seven years old. I get you. So okay. he was eight at the time. And, um, 
and we want an only child because we didn't, we were hoping for no surprise siblings, which right. can happen. Um, because we thought it was one and done. That's what he kept telling me. One and done. One right. And done. <laughs> right. So the process so, was simple. This, the, well, I don't know how host, simple, but, but you hosted. Yep. And then you'd made up your mind that Kyle was going to join your family. Yes. And then you started the adoption process and, yes. and this was, uh, and and when did Kyle arrive and did he stay or did he have to go back? He had to go back. He, he had to go back until host, the adoption thing was. Well, hosting and adoption are separate. Okay. So you host and then if you decide you want to adopt, that's through an adoption agency. So that's totally, totally separate. separate. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the, the host orphans worldwide, which you're a team member of, which is a 501 C three nonprofit, they don't do any of the adoption. They just help no. you host. Yes. And it kind of gives you an idea. Okay. What's this kid all about? What the, what are these What's his kids needs? What if, you know, what is the level of trauma or is there no trauma or, you know, and how are they going to mesh with your family right, and right. all of those How's things? How's everything right. going to work out? Right. So you did, he went back to Ukraine. You followed through with the adoption. Yep. Seamless. Well, COVID hit. Well, <laughs> a couple of weeks later, COVID chill. hit. You can't win. First COVID, now a war. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right? that's what I keep saying. I thought COVID was hard and then a war hit. And I, right. I mean, this makes COVID look easy. So. so you have Kyle and he's fitting in and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are things that a family has to adapt just as you would to, to anything, a new baby, a, you know, a, an adopted orphan from Ukraine. Um, are there, I know, right. Are there, <laughs> are know. there language issues or does he speak? No, he no. didn't speak. Well, no. when he came for hosting, he spoke very little English. Um, he had been hosted before by other families. Um, so he did know a couple words, but that was about it. Okay. Very quickly after returning to Ukraine, he lost it all. Oh, we did. Yes. Oh, so when he came back again last year, it was very, very little. A lot of charades. Yeah. A lot of, you know, right, figuring right, it sure. out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so you decided we love this, <laughs> right? <laughs> I just have such a heart for it. I can't. And once we were there and you see all these kids in the orphanage, like I want them all. Well, I want to save them all. I know. You know it's like, I, I don't know. know that I want them all in my own house, but I certainly don't want them all there. Right. So, <laughs> right. right. So I started recruiting friends, I which know, has been right? helpful, but, um, but it's not nearly enough. So, so, so tell me about, um, because here we are, uh, Putin is, is doing his thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's in it to win it. I don't I don't think that he's, you know, going to pull back. So now we have a war in the Ukraine because Putin wants to take over the country for its vast resources and everything else that the Ukraine has to offer. He wants, right? It's yeah. money to him. It's, it yeah. doesn't care about the, the people or no. the orphans or no. the families or... He doesn't and, even care about his own people. He doesn't no. care about his own people. <laughs> he doesn't care he about just, anything. He just sees the vast resources that the Ukraine has, and the, and the the bombing has been incredible today. So after oh, Kyle, there's wow. there's just a picture. So after Kyle, you thought let's host again, and you did. <laughs> well, honestly, we were at the orphanage, and we were already asking about other kids before we left. <laughs> I like how you think. <laughs> I, I, mean, li even, I like how you work. You're my, my kind husband, of people. Even my husband, when it was like one and done, one and done, Jill, this is one and done. This is it. Like we're he bringing him better, home though, and that right? was it. But then we got there and it's really hard to look at these kids and go, eh, you know, too bad for you. Bad. You know, this it's one like, won the lottery and you did not. It's, yeah, it's tough. So, um, yeah, we actually were asking about some kids beforehand, but I already had 
a little bit of a relationship with Vanya because um, when you send kids back from hosting, you can um, get them a phone and have some, depends on the age of the kid and the orphanage, but some some access to talking to them. And sometimes when Kyle would call me, Vanya would be there too. So. Oh, okay. So, yeah. you, so you knew of this kid named yes. Vanya. Yes. And did you host him? Um, well, this past winter we did. You yes. did this past winter. Can yes. we see a picture of, of Vanya? That's the family picture. That's Vanya. That's Vanya. Right? That's Vanya. Can we see the picture of Vanya and, and Jan? There Jan. they are. There's Vanya. He's the oldest, right? How old is Vanya? Vanya's nine. And you hosted him over the winter mm-hmm. from, from when to when? Um, Mid-December to mid-January. Mid-December to mid-January. Yeah, his blue eyes really melt you, don't they? He is something. Is that is the sweetest kid? Is that Vanya's brother? It is, and he is what seven? Yeah, he's almost eight, and his special needs. So, and I know this is so emotional for (laughs) you. I I understand. I completely. I I mean, look at those faces. Mm -hmm. So you hosted, um, Mm -hmm. not the brother, but just Vanya, correct? Right. Not the, the little one. Right. The little one had just been moved to the same orphanage right, right when our team went over to interview for winter hosting. Okay. And the director wasn't ready to send him. And they actually, quite honestly, uh, we had to fight for him to be put on the list for summer hosting. And uh, they finally agreed we were going to have to jump through a lot of hoops to right. do it mm-hmm. and make it happen. Um, but they were going to allow him to come this summer. So we were able to get him on the list and we were going to be able to meet him this summer. And, and now what, Jill? Now they are stuck in their orphanage, sleeping in the basement, which is like a bomb shelter. Yeah. Running out of food and water. And um, we have teams um, that have flown over and are trying. I'm sorry. That's okay. I understand. They're trying to get them out. Um, Last I knew, uh, they were still at their orphanage. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if uh, moving has and where, started where yet. And where is this specifically, this orphanage? Um, I'm not allowed to say oh. exactly. I can say it's in the uh, southeastern part of where where things are. Where things are, where things are happening. When you got the map South. last Wednesday of all the bomb hits, uh, there were several in their area. In and, their area. And many other of our orphanages areas because we deal with several orphanages throughout so the country. So southeast, that's in the old war zone then. Oh, it's the current war. Yeah, zone well, I too. mean, well, <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah, south I know. What you mean. By, yeah. South by Crimea, down that way. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, we're yeah, talking with him. By the way, our guest today is Jill Krenzer. She is a mom in Brockport and um, has adopted one little boy, Kyle, from Ukraine, and it was in the process of hosting and starting the adoption process. Uh, so you couldn't take Vanya without uh, without Jan. They, they, you cannot they, adopt. They come as a team. Yes, without right. siblings. Correct. And you were okay with that? Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, ever since I saw his his picture um, last year, um, I've really, I don't know. I've I've just fallen in love with him. The faces speak to you, everybody, I think. Everybody thinks I'm crazy, <laughs> no. including my family and <laughs> probably most of my friends. Not, but. I, not any, not any crazy. No, I don't, no, I don't think you're crazy at all. <sighs> I, I think you have a heart that is 10 times too big for your <laughs> yeah. teeny little body. And, and th- again, I'm just going to say, you know, thank God to people like yeah. yourself. Right. Otherwise, you know. The Lord only where, the Lord only gives you what you can handle. Where would we be? Yeah. So, have you talked to um, Vanya at all? I mean, I know you said you had a cell a cell phone that you sent him with, right? Well, I sent one with Kyle, um, 
And then he brought it with him when he came home. It was a mess. So we, um, when he came for summer hosting, we sent him back with the tablet. Um, you're, you're only able to send them something very inexpensive because okay. it can really make them a target. Okay. Um, I it, think within, within the orphanage. Yeah. Wow. And I think that wow. they thought that it was for him to play on and didn't understand it was for him to communicate on. And oh. I believe it was taken away in the translation. I think that that's what he was trying to tell me was that they took it away from him. So after winter hosting, I was going to send him back with a phone. Mm -hmm. uh, the Ukrainian SIM card did not come before he had to go back. I so see. our team was going to so take it over. So you have to over. get a Ukrainian SIM card. Not always, but I was trying to get one for him to make it easier. Mm -hmm. And um, our Ukrainian team was, or our team was supposed to go over to Ukraine to do um, interviews for summer hosting, mm -hmm. like a week or two after he left. So I told him that the team would bring it for him. I sent it to Wyoming to a team member. They were going to bring it and get a SIM card and set it up for him. And then the night before the trip um, is when they started evacuating, like recommending that Americans evacuate and evacuating the embassy and everything. Right. And so the trip got canceled. So Vanya never got a phone that I promised him. And um, I have had one phone call that actually, <laughs> actually a network through a Facebook friend who's actually one of the kids over there um, friended me during my journey with Kyle. And she reached out to a girl at that orphanage that she's friends with and had oh, that sure. girl hook me up with a, a conversation with Vanya a couple of weeks ago, but I haven't heard from him since. Yeah. So I was asking yesterday for other parents with kids in that orphanage to please, you know, pass along messages to him so right. that he knows that we haven't given up on him. So Jill, the embassy is closed, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. The embassy is closed, but you, have you talked to anyone in DC? Have you talked to anyone who can pull strings to get things, you know, moving along for you guys? I mean, the goal is to get the kids out of the Ukraine, right? And, yes, and get them that's, adopted. That's ultimately the hope. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we host orphans worldwide, the, um, the executive team, as well as other hosting organizations. And I've talked to my adoption uh, social worker and they're all speaking to um, state department and other, you know, representatives. I spoke right. with uh, Joe Morielli out at the Ukrainian cultural center on Saturday. Okay. Um, I met with him and um, so, and I've talked to his um, immigration the, the guy that works for him right. that does the immigration the, stuff. The immigration team, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we're all just, you know, everybody all over the United States is lobbying their their senators and their, you know. <laughs> I can imagine. We're, we're doing I mean, everything we can to try to just make sure that we know. I mean, these are unprecedented times. I mean, <laughs> who, who would have known? Who would have ever thought? I mean, you know, we say, you know, some people can slide through life without issues, but here you are trying to adopt children and first COVID, which put a, a delay on things and, and now a war. Um, and I know you said the kids are in, in a bunker. Are they in danger? Do you think? Are yeah. they going to I move mean, them? Are they moving them? They're in a bunker. They're in a bunker, but so. are they, do you think they'll move them? And if they move them, how will you ever track where they are? So the, the hope is, um, there's certain things I, I'm not at liberty to say for the safety of the kids. Of course. Um, but the the master plan is, I mean, praying that it works, is to get buses to get these kids out, get them to train stations or by bus, but the infrastructure is awful. Mm -hmm. um, 
roads and, and bridges have been blown out. Of course. So um, there's logistical issues and safety issues and trying to get them get them out and towards a border and out of there. Mm-hmm. Then once they're out of there, um, we have a team that we sent over that actually flew out today oh, to wow. meet them um, as they cross the border and they know what kids are ours. And so they can, you know, I, I shouldn't say ours. I mean, obviously they don't belong to right. us, but, but you feel like they're yours. Yes. I mean, I understand yes, very much. So. Yeah. But you know, for legal purposes, they are not our children, right. but, um, um, they know who, who has relationships with what kids right, and right. those kinds of things. And so they can start to try to, Oh, thank you. I know. Sorry. The I, cameras I, go off after 20. That's what kind of cameras we buy here <laughs> on Kimberly's revolution. The kind of cameras that go off 20 minutes. And you in. told me to press the button and yeah, I'm no not worries. paying attention, even yeah. though the, the thing's gray, like yeah. you told me it would be. No worries. Um, so, um, Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So, yeah, so ultimately the, the hope is to get them out, get them to safety to whatever country they can get them to, and then to start processing their paperwork and um you know the kids who have had passports already for hosting mm-hmm. will be a lot easier but kids do, like Jan that do not will so be So the more younger difficult. the little the little brother right there. Yes. Um but you know you're not the only there are other people here in Rochester other families. Yes. Um that are hosting these children for the summer and then adopting them. Um Austin can we see some of those other pictures? Now who is who is this kid? What a cute kid. Look at that oh face. My God. Yeah, he's an awesome kid. This is Alexi. He is, um, there's a family in Hamlin that's in the process of adopting him. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Okay, and then who else do we have? We have... Uh, this is Maxim, and Maxim oh, is so being... Cute. Um, so cute. He, uh, there's a family in um, Honeyoy that's adopting Maxim. In Honeyoy, that's awesome. And then... Yeah. So, and then do we have one more? I thought we had one more. We have a couple more, I think. Look uh, at that face on that kid. This is Alexi as well. He's another Alexi. He's Cute. being adopted um, by a family down in Hammondsport. How did Bobby Brady get in there? <laughs> it does look, these kids have to be ecstatic, right? To yeah. come to America and be adopted by good people in the Rochester area. Mm-hmm. What a great place for a kid to grow up. Yeah. I mean, what a great place. Yeah. I mean, especially compared to where they are. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> there, are, there are two more local ones too. I'm not sure, you know, if their pictures didn't get added or to the email or whatever. I'm not sure. But okay. there are two more also, one in Penfield and one in Hilton that are oh, oh, wow. also being, yep. And I, I know Hilton has a lot of um, Ukrainian families. I, I don't know if this is a Ukrainian family, but. They I, are not. They are not. No. Yeah. Jill, this stress that you're on right now, 
can't be something because all the warning signs were out there. The government was telling <laughs> Americans to get out of Ukraine. How, I mean, what could you, how did you proceed knowing that this was coming and you must have been frantic prior to this trying to work with whatever agencies you could find yeah. to get them out because didn't most people know this was kind of coming? Well, but so, how, how did you even deal with that emotionally? So um, most of the parents honestly are pretty infuriated. Yeah, because, right, um, exactly. As a hosting organization, we had been trying for weeks and I know other ones had to, to get the kids here on an extended hosting visa. So to get them here now, mm -hmm. well, weeks ago, on an extended visa that would have gotten them here for like six months. Um, and then hopefully at that point, it would have been either settled down or it right. would have been something we could try to extend or whatever. Um, the embassy was willing to work with us. Um, it came down to the Ukrainian, the government entity that, that oversees the orphans in Ukraine and the orphanage directors themselves would not let the kids go. They okay. didn't want them to miss school. But the problem is- They didn't want them to miss school. There's a war coming, but no worries. But right. Well, but the, pro right? the mean, problem is that we can't understand here is Russia's been threatening for like eight years. Right. And so they literally, we were checking with our facilitators constantly over there. And they kept telling us it's business as usual. Everything's fine here. There's nothing different. So they really, honestly, I don't think they saw it coming. As, they, as I don't, all these tanks and <laughs> 150,000 troops are, to the border. are sitting on the border. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they just were, I, they seemed to be like they were in denial. I mean, I, I don't know what to and tell maybe, you. And maybe they were. I mean, yeah, maybe I they were in denial. Maybe they just said, well, this is. Uh, he's bluffing. You know, Putin, yeah. he's just, yeah. you know. He's got, you know, the uh, the hair up on his back. He's like, you know, he's the guy. He's he's going to mark his territory. Mm -hmm. But but you know, here we are now. So so where are we? I mean, as far as you haven't had any contact with the boys, obviously. Right. And um haven't heard whether or not you'll get them over to host long term. Right. For an extended hosting. Right. I mean, that's so that's so crazy. And they probably don't have any idea what's going on, right? Um, do you think? Uh, well, they do. Um, I mean, they do in the fact that, um, for sure, in the fact that there's war. Right. Um, we are. We, other parents are getting messages from their kids. Um, little Alexi that had the Yoda there. Yeah. Was um, messaging his. Ho yeah, there he is. His host mom the other day that. Um, you know, missiles were being dropped and that they were running to the basement and. Um, they lost power on Sunday. Um, they, they're, they definitely know what's going on. And what's really sad is a lot of these kids are messaging their parents, reassuring their parents. Oh, don't worry about me. We're okay. Everything's fine. You know, as we're, you know, telling them we love them and that, you know, we, you know, stay safe and, you know, right. this and that they're, I mean, they're telling us, oh, they're fine. They're fine. You know, this they're very tough kids. Very, very tough. They've brave had to be. kids. Absolutely. Right? They've had to be tough and brave. They're Absolutely. growing up in an orphanage. Right. I mean, but that I doesn't mean there's not trauma, but they right. definitely are very brave, tough kids. So, right. Um, so, yeah, they definitely have an idea of what's going on as far as people coming to take them out of there. I think some of the older ones do know, and some of the ones who have communication with their parents probably do know, and therefore, you know, the younger ones might know too. Um, there is an Instagram page for 
uh, the orphanage that our kids are at. Oh, okay. And um, they did have pictures last mm-hmm. week of them like preparing for evacuation the day before the bombs hit. So, what do you tell your son Kyle, whom you adopted, and and how long have you had him in your house? How long has um, it been? A year. It'll be a year, March thirty first. So it'll be it'll be a year this month. Yeah. What do you tell him about what's going on with his best friend? Vanya and his brother how do I mean does he ask does he say hey when's Vanya coming back I mean does he does he comprehend that there's that there's a war going on well the funny thing about Kyle is he um he doesn't really have a desire he definitely doesn't want to live in Ukraine but he does have a desire to go back for five days to see Vanya that's what he says all the time. I'll go back five. for five days and visit and see. That's it. Not four. <laughs> no. Not six. No. Five days. Five. That's it. Five. So um, so he does talk about that. Um, he did. I was trying to kind of shield him from what was going on because he's a kid. He's been through so much in his life, and I just didn't feel like it was um, his problems. But there was a uh, an email that came out from his school this weekend about it and talking to your kids about it. Cause there are quite a few Ukrainian kids in his, in his school and one in his class. Right. I mean, I, I just don't know. And how old is he? He's 10. He's 11. He's 11. Yeah. That, you know, there's a war going on that the Russians are dropping bombs. It's got to freak a kid out. You and, would think so. Yeah. Um, and he, he knows his friend is there. He knows his friend was supposed to come. Yeah. So I did, brother, up, I did know? end up talking to him about it. And I basically just said to him, you know, that we were trying, we were working to try to get the kids out and get them safe. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were doing everything we could. And that was, I think, Saturday night. And yesterday morning, he came to me before school and he said, Mom, did you get the kids out? And I said, No, buddy, you know, not yet. Um, yeah. But I said, You know, no matter what happens, um, I want you to know that mom did everything she could. Yeah. She worked so hard and did everything she could. And still doing everything you can. Still doing everything. Still doing everything. It's I, not over till it's over. It's I have a, a roller feeling coaster. <laughs> you don't get in right. the way of Jill Krenzer when she's on a mission. <laughs> um, you don't mess with my family. I and know. These, these kids, as far as I'm concerned, they may not legally be my family, They're but your, they are my right. family. I'm sure you're watching the news a lot, right? No. Um, you're not, really? <laughs> Absolutely how much, not. How much of the so- your sources that you have that are in country... I mean, with all this, um, the the Russians are putting out propaganda in the Ukrainians. How much of this do you think is actually true, the news that Americans are seeing as opposed to what you're hearing out of country? I don't know a lot of what's on mainstream media about it, honestly. I know that I have Facebook friends who are saying, oh, it's all Hollywood drama and this and that. I don't think so. I can guarantee you that is not true. Um, besides having these kids over there and having, you know, access to um, people who are talking to these kids and know what's going on. Um, there's also, you know, I have friends over there that we've made and I have friends here with families there. And so it's, it's real. It is absolutely real. It's and it real. is absolutely terrifying and heartbreaking. And um, so I, don't, I honestly don't know what's on mainstream okay. media, to yeah. be honest. I don't pay attention. And how angry are you? And I don't know how politics plays a role in your life. <laughs> but how angry <laughs> are you that as the United States of America, as our president, did not do enough to shut down Putin's um, 
you know, power move. Furious. Yeah. It could have, it could have been done easy way early. We could have, you know, one shut down. I mean, we're buying oil from, from Russia. Why are we doing, we're funding it. We're, you know, putting money in their pocket. Why are we doing that? I mean, and, and I don't think the sanctions came early enough and I, and I don't think they're harsh enough. I know as a mom, you're probably going through in your head. Why didn't we threaten to shut him down earlier? Well, yeah, and, and I mean, we had we had agreements from the 90s, you know, saying that we weren't, you know, we would protect them, and we're not. Right. And they should have shut down the airspace. They oh, should, you know, like. We finally did that last night. It's ridiculous. During the State of the Union. A week and a half, and we just shut down the airspace. Oh, you mean the state of confusion where he sat there and <laughs> called them Iranians? I mean, come on. Come on. And you see Kamala in the background mouthing, Ukrainians, and then they clap, That's, or whatever <laughs> Nancy Pelosi yeah. was doing. <laughs> I don't that that's so that is so bizarre to me. So yes, it's infuriating. It has There's to be so much more that I we mean, feel I know could have been done. I know that your you know politics isn't your your thing with this you know story, but you have to sit back and go. Really, this whole thing could have been avoided. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, in in the giant you know, scheme of things. It could have been avoided. Putin the, could have been shut down. And then it could have been shut down quickly. Yeah. Like, and even then you when it started. And two boys you're trying to adopt in a freaking orphanage bunker for crying out loud. And trying to get, I mean, I, I think, you know, people don't really understand war until it hits them, right? You yeah. certainly do. Yeah, but, you know, I was talking to... um the, my girlfriend, who's uh, uh, the mom of the boy from Hamlin, and the other day, and I said, you know, this really puts a whole new perspective mm-hmm. on war because mm-hmm. it, when you know people there, and like I'm seeing tanks go down the road and run, you know, go out of their way to run over cars, and right? we were in a car right there last year, right there. You know, it just puts a whole new perspective on it. And I have the chaperone that brought Kyle over when he came for hosting contacting me last night begging me for help for supplies because he's setting up like shelters and things in his area and who even knows if they'll get the supplies and i don't even know how to help him so if there's somebody who knows how to get stuff over there i mean please let me know but um you know he's begging me for help and i told him i would do everything i can but it's heartbreaking i don't logistically know how to do so you don't know i mean you could get these two boys or you could not or i may never see him again at this point yeah. I mean that's yeah, that's a crazy thing in in all this. And these are the victims of war. Yes. You know, we see the but, the but this is the this is these are the real victims. 100%. Of, They're the forgotten ones. There are I just want to mention, you know, there are kids um in orphanages over there who the directors and staff just fled and left the kids. <gasps> and I mean some of the kids um are able-bodied kids, but some of them are young kids with down syndrome and disability like severe disabilities right of course and they were just left behind these kids are truly the forgotten ones that's just evil and it's really just a matter of time before it's all of them because all these people have family once the money stops flowing to these organizations you know these people are just you know all for one one for all they're left behind and you know the kids are left for the uh whoever's left to try to pick it up and so here we are trying to get, you know, children out to host families 
here in Rochester, and and this is Small what world. we have to deal with. I am sorry that you're going through all of this because it is heartbreaking. It is because you already feel like they're your children. How is you've had Kyle for a year? How has he been adapting in the last year? Really what are, well. What are the what are the <laughs> changes? <you> <laughs> that's Vanya, right? Yeah, that's Vanya. That so. What and are Kyle. the changes you see in Kyle in the year that he has been with your family? Um, there's some trauma things that we have seen with him that have diminished. Um, you know, they're they're maybe not totally gone, but um, have definitely improved mm -hmm. greatly. Um, he's a pretty easygoing kid. Um, his English has picked up really, really well. I can imagine kids are really good at that. Yeah. You know, they're yeah, easier than he does have learning delays. Mm -hmm. Um, so he is probably at a pre-K to kindergarten level, even though he's in fifth grade, as far as learning his letters and, and learning yeah. to read and things like that. So we're way behind with that stuff, but he really, as far as life goes, he's really adapting well. Um, he's just, you know, just a happy go lucky kid, just loves yeah. life and, just the longer he's with you, the the better, the more at ease he gets. Yeah. You know, the language will come. What was Vanya eating on that plate? He was eating spaghetti. Spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> the two things he always wanted were spaghetti, and he eats it plain, not even salt on it, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Sticky noodles. Sticky noodles. <laughs> and hot, um, he calls hot dogs sausage. Uh -huh. And so he would want sausage and spaghetti, uh -huh. like almost every meal. Does <laughs> Does he does he teach you Ukrainian words? Do you do you, or do you speak a little? Do you? We know a few. Like we call Kyle a Chinook, which is a puppy because he likes to act like the dogs. A Chinook. He begs for food. He, yeah. You know, he just he just likes to act like the dogs. Um, <laughs> do they have Ukrainian to English flashcards at Staples? Yeah, I, mean, I don't, you, I don't think so. Those, no. how, do you, how do you get something? And like even that? the translator apps really <laughs> right. are not great. How do, you, not great. <laughs> how do you get that? Some of the translations are really out there. So yeah, thankfully I've been put in touch. I was put in touch very early with some Ukrainian um, people in the Ukrainian community locally yeah. that have really helped me translate throughout. And even when Kyle was over there, when he would call me, I would three-way call in one of them and usually somebody would answer oh. and help translate for me. Oh so. my goodness. I, I, you, yeah. I, you have a heart of gold and you know, I can't imagine. How is this on the rest of your family? Knowing, not knowing. How is it on your biological kids? How is your husband handling not knowing if these two other boys are coming? Um, or what's going to happen to him? <laughs> or what bunker they're in today? And, you know, how's he doing? I think he's a little freaked out about them being dropped on us and just being like, oh, hey, I got to go get them. <laughs> we happen. have two more. Right? Uh, we're not financially ready for that, to be honest. Um, you know, preparing for two more kids and just having two more dropped on you are two different stories. Of course. Well, how much is a plane ticket to Poland right now? I don't, I, mean, I haven't looked. I'm guessing it's probably about a thousand. Oh, okay. Last, last week we looked, it was about seven, 800. So, but I'm guessing it's going up. Yeah. One of our, someone who had logged in on, on one of the, um, the text lines there wanted to know how much is an adoption process from the Ukraine? Um, so it's about 35,000 for one. And if you're adopting siblings, um, it's about three to 5,000 for each extra child. Oh, it is. Okay. Um, if you're adopting unrelated, it's like almost the extra 35. I, I got, oh, wow. There okay. are certain there it's, and it's a, 
The one thing about adoption that I just want to say real quick is that most people think that you just pay the Ukrainian government a check for $35,000 and they send you the kid right. and it just takes a long time and it's ridiculous that you have to pay that much for a kid. Right. And it sounds like a lot of money and it is a lot of money, but that also includes all your travel fees, all, you know, your lodging fees, all of that Everything. is included in that 35,000 and it's really a nickel and dime process. Mm-hmm of all different agencies in the United States and in Ukraine that you're paying for different paperwork and background checks and different things along the way. So it's not just writing one big check and paying for a child. Right. People think it is. I understand. So 35, I mean, that's a, that's a big chunk of change. Sure. I mean, you gotta be in it. You're in it for the long haul. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so what about other countries that are having a, I mean, I'm sure that this is Ukraine's not alone. Um, what are the other major countries that are that this organization works with? Right now, we actually only work with Ukraine. Really? Oh, really? Okay. We've been working on expanding, um, but so far... Um, what makes Ukraine so different than everywhere else? So Ukraine has the largest um, orphanage system really? in Europe. Yeah. Did not know that. 100,000 no. children. Really? Mm-hmm. Why is that? Um, it actually goes back to like the forties or fifties mm-hmm. and it's, it's a, been a generational issue. And so if you just don't want your kid, you take it to an orphanage. Well, part of the problem is I mean, dr- I know like drugs and alcohol of, okay. and people losing, losing their kids because of, you know, neglect drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Um, and then when, when the kids age out, so the kids age out at 16 and then they're given a stipend until they're in their early twenties if they have a child, that stipend is extended, so a lot of them then have children. Wow. But then when those stipends wear out in their mid to late 20s, mm-hmm. their kids are only a couple of years old, and now they can't afford them. Wow. So then those kids go into the system. Oh. So it's it's just an ongoing issue. That's and a horrible thing. Yeah. That yeah. is a horrible thing. Yeah. Well, we wish your family the best of luck. You have to keep us updated because all of our... Patriots, um, the We the People Podcast Network.com are going to want to know what is happening to these two boys and the rest of the boys that we saw pictures of that families in Hilton and Honeyoy and Hamlin and and Penfield, I think you said, yep. are all adopting these these, you know, cute kids, trying to get them over here and um and, and they just don't know anything. It's day to day with you guys. We are thinking about you, we're praying for you and you. and we hope everything works out. You'll have to text me. Okay. When when you hear something, because okay. that way I know our viewers and our listeners are, are going to want updates. Okay. So as so soon you, as I can say something, I know. You know, I get. Hopefully, I'll get some news. <laughs> but once I, I get news, I can say I will say. See, I'm. You know, this would this would be such a. I could see hosting a child. I could see. I could see doing that. I had one. Was never able to have any more. Always wanted more. And then, and then we understood very quickly what the uh, what the foster yeah. situation was. Yeah, um, and it's just not well. If you find good. one that's a really good hockey player, let me know. Okay. <laughs> well, and, and there are. Are you serious? <laughs> sure. Why not? And there are hosting programs out of other countries. Our personal our. How doesn't work with other countries yeah. yet, but there are ones that do work with other countries. As host well. orphans worldwide. Is there a, is it host orphans worldwide dot org org? Okay, mm-hmm. so it's host orphans worldwide dot org. Jill Krenzer has been our guest. She is a mom from Brockport. She's a member, a team member of host orphans worldwide, trying to get 
two of those little boys that uh, that you hosted, um, Vanya and his brother Jan, back here so they can be a part of your family and out of a war zone, for crying out loud. Yeah, there's a lot that, you know, I I think most people have no idea what goes on in a country like Ukraine. But, I mean, if we give you the microphone here for a few minutes, I mean, tell us tell us something about what's going on and, and you know, what your dreams are and what your hopes are. What what, what are you thinking as a person here in, in Rochester, New York, as to what's going on in, in this country specifically and how do people, you know, how get involved, you know, that, that type of thing? I don't know. Um, as far as hosting or as far well, as j- the situation over there or? What, what's, you know, how do you, how do you get involved? I mean, what is it that you just kind of light bulb goes off and you say, you know, this is what I want to do and. And to want to host this. Yeah. yeah I want to, I want to, you're trying to break it down, right? Like, yeah. How, yeah. I mean, it just how do you get like, from point A to point yeah, B? Yeah. I mean, how do you get, you know, just, where does your general calling feelings for that, on it? Yeah. Right? Is I it, think, you just woke up yeah, one morning I mean, and you said, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And, I think you have a calling. I think it's something that you get in your head and it doesn't go away. Yeah. Right. I, I think, well, and I think that, you know, a lot of people don't even know that hosting exists. And so, it's been a, a big passion of mine since I learned about it to spread the word about it. Um, like I said before, we never thought we would add an older child to our family, but now it's like he's always been there. And it's weird to us that he hasn't always been there. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And he's only been with us less than a year. And so um, older kids, like not, not to be scared of them. And so that's a big thing. And then once people see that these older kids can still be an awesome addition to your family um, and really add to it, you realize that, you know, opening your heart and your home to them isn't really any different than your own kids. You know, right. you, you have your own issues with your own kids. You have your own issues with these kids, you know, right. it's just it's the same. Sometimes it's a, it might be different issues, yeah. but you know, it's, it's all the same but really. Kids. Absolutely. And but all they kids. need is love and that's what they're dying for. And oftentimes if there's trauma and if there's um, behaviors, a lot of times all they're doing is begging for you to right. love them, you know? And so it really, it is something you have to have a heart for. Um, and what I've found is some people have the heart for it and they want to do it. And then other people have the heart to want to help the people who want right. to do it, you yes. know? And so I love that, you know, yeah. and, and, and I don't care who you are, you know, I don't care if you're the people who want to do it or if you're the people who want to help, um, we need you. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I raised every penny of our adoption f- fees. I raised every penny of our you hosting did? fees. I absolutely did. Because we couldn't afford it. We could afford to have Kyle home with us, but we couldn't afford $35,000 to bring him home. So you raised that money. My husband said, we cannot do this. We cannot afford it. And I said, you know what? If God wants us to have this child, God will provide. And I believe that God will provide. And I worked my butt off. And God provided. And God provided. (laughs) I love you. You're the girl. I'll tell you. I mean, you have a heart. And again, don't stop Jill Krenzer. (laughs) That's, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying it right now. Seems that way. Good luck to your family. Keep Thank us you. updated. I will. I appreciate you giving us your time here on Thank Kimberly's you for Revolution. Me. I really appreciate it. You're, you can be a guest anytime. And next time, next time I see you, I want you to bring the boys in. All right. All of them, Jill. Oh, I hope Three so. Three of them. I hope so. Right? And your husband. 
Okay. And I want to <laughs> hear the other side. He's, he's not much of a talker, but well, I the, wanna, other, the other sides, I'm sure, really interesting. I want to read. The, I want to hear the other side. We thank our patriots for tuning in. And of course, we really thank all of our sponsors, Taylor Heating and Plumbing, Precision Lawn and Garden, and Express Sealers. And uh, of course, Austin, great job today. We appreciate you. We appreciate all of our patriots. You can go to YouTube, subscribe for free, uh, and give us a like on YouTube. Or you can go to the We the People podcast page on Facebook book right tom and we even have a twitter now we the people podcast network yeah on but it's, twitter. it's spelled because network is too long it's so w- n-e-t-w-k i think i'll i'll I'll, I'll get it out there somehow i'll yeah. do that uh but that's gonna do it we'll be back uh we'll be back next tuesday we'll we update you i'm on, not i'm not going away on vacation are you bailing uh out chad tonight then of jail. <laughs> I don't know. I do have the checkbook. So All right. Very good. All right. Very good. Uh, so. And of course, that's going to do it for us. So we appreciate everyone tuning in. Yeah, thanks for coming, Jill. And uh, God Thank bless you. and be kind to others. From attic to basement, we're here for you. It's quality service in all we do. Call Taylor. 500 help. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.